Hey guys, welcome to episode number two of the Risk Takers Podcast. It's your host, Javi. Um, before we get into this episode, just want to take this time to uh, thank everybody that listened to episode number one. I appreciate everybody that downloaded the uh, podcast, tuned in. Just even if you didn't download it, if you listened to it, I appreciate it so much, man. It's, be- it's because of you guys, us podcasters, are able to keep going. Uh, today we're going to talk about a few topics um, Kyrie recruiting LeBron James to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, can Jimmy Butler get it going for the Miami Heat? Um, I know they won game two over in Denver, but can you know he get his mojo back? Can he be that Jimmy Butler that Miami needs him to be, man? Um, his last few games, I, I mean, I don't know. His last few games, Jimmy Butler's been 21-13. 28. I feel like the that 28 point game against the Boston Celtics was his probably his last like best game. Um obviously he's not that Jimmy Butler where he first started against the Celtics with the first two games he was 30 dropped 35 points and had 27 27 points in game 2. Um overall his stats have been eh, not not I mean not too good. I know uh, last game against the Nuggets, he had like 21 points, but he was 7 for 19, man. Almost had a double-double, had nine assists, uh, four rebounds, but he was still 7 for 19. These last two games, I believe he's like uh, 13 and 33 from the floor. That's, yeah, that's, he's been kind of terrible from the floor. Um, we just, I just want to know, man, as a Miami Heat fan for, those are you that are, I mean, that will be tuning into this second episode. Um, I said it on my first episode. If you heard it, I am a Miami Heat fan. So that's what I'm rooting for, obviously, in the finals. Um, I would love to see Jimmy get going. He just hasn't been that Jimmy, that playoff Jimmy that we as Miami fans have been, you know, wanting to see. He was playoff Jimmy in the beginning of the playoffs against Milwaukee, against the Knicks. In the beginning of the Boston Celtics series, he kind of played a part in why they went up 3-0 in that series. But also, the reason why they went down the last three games and they were the Boston took the Boston Celtics took them to Game Seven was because of his performance. I mean, let's be honest. He after the twenty-seven point game, he dropped sixteen points. He was five to, uh, five for thirteen. The next game, he had twenty-nine points, but he struggled shooting. He was nine for twenty-one. I believe most of his field goals or points came – I'm sorry, not field goals. Most of his points came from the free throw line. Um, in that game, he had 29 points, nine rebounds, five assists, uh, one steal and one block. Not a – I mean, not a bad stat line overall, but we need you to shoot better. Nine – you know, nine for 21 is not – you know, not going to get it done. Um, I would love to see Jimmy just get going. Um, everybody around him has been stepping up uh, – Bam has been doing a phenomenal job these like last two games in Denver. Um, I'm very, very impressed with Bam Adebayo. He's been just phenomenal. He's been matching up against Jokic. He's been making Jokic work for a lot of his, a lot of the you know a lot of his baskets. Um, even just Bam Adebayo him himself scoring. I mean, the guy has been playing terrific. You know, uh, another guy that's been playing great is Namdi, man. Um, a lot of, I call him Namdi, but a lot of a lot of you guys uh, know him by Gabe Vincent. Um, 
he's been he's been playing great, man. Uh, I, I've been calling it this whole this whole playoff. He's gonna. Teams are looking. What teams are doing right now? They're looking at Gabe Vincent, and especially teams that don't have a point guard. They're looking at Gabe Vincent, and he's gonna want a lot of money, man. The only way he he would he. He won't take a lot of money if he if he wants the same with the kind of like stay with the same group of guys, but I don't see him. I don't know. Um, if Miami wins the title this year, which I hope they do, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> right. As, as a Miami fan, right? We obviously we we want we want them to win the title. Um, but if they do win the title, maybe he'll take a pay cut to stay with Miami. We don't we don't necessarily know that, but he's gonna you know if he goes to another team. He's gonna want some some money because he's he's just been having an outstanding playoff run. I mean, the guy's average. The guy was averaging what in the regular season, like nine point four points. The last two games against the Nuggets, he's twenty three points, eight for twelve, four for six from the three point line, three assists, two steals. In game one, he had nineteen points. He was seven for fourteen, five for ten from the three point line, two rebounds, five assists, and one block. I mean, what more do you want? You know, maybe if Jimmy could get it going. Combine that, combine that with his, with, with Gabe Vincent's stats. Um, you know, maybe we, we will be able to get get Denver out of there faster, right? That's what we all want as Miami Heat fans. Um, Max Juice, I'm very very impressed with Max Juice. Uh, definitely came through for us last game. After that horrific game one he had where he was 0 for 10, him and Kayla Martin um, were combined 1 for 17. Stepped it up last game, Max Juice. I'm proud of him. He was, even though he was 4 for 10, he had 14 points. He was 4. I think those 14 points actually came in the first quarter. Um, 4 for 10 from the three-point line. Two rebounds. Six assists. One block. He he played phenomenal. Played phenomenal last game. Caleb Martin, on the other hand, has been struggling tremendously. Um, kind of kind of upset at that for a guy that was only one vote away from winning the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. He's been having horrific. These last like two games in the finals have been horrific for him. Um, like would love to see more more uh, productivity out of Caleb Martin. Um, we all know what he can do. He showed it in the Boston series. He's been showing it all, just not in the Boston series. He's been showing it um, pretty much the whole playoff and the whole playoff run with Miami. Another guy that a lot of teams are looking at, especially, you know, with the, the thing with all these guys is for a lot of people that don't know, a lot of these guys, Max Drews, Gay Vincent, uh, Duncan Robinson, Kayla Martin, these are all undrafted guys that teams are looking at. They are pretty much scouting right now. Um, just not just not those four guys. Uh, this might be other players on Denver too. I don't know if Bruce Brown is on a big contract with the Denver Nuggets, but teams looking at him as well. Um, but, yeah, the Miami Heat squad right now, those four guys, Duncan Robinson. Well, not Duncan Robinson, really, because Duncan Robinson is locked on a four-year deal with Miami, I believe, for $90 million. But Max Drews gave Vincent and Kayla Martin. Right now, a lot of teams are doing their scouting reports on these guys. Um, Just as far as the way they've been playing. If you ask me, the top 
person out of those three guys is Gabe Vincent. Um, a lot of teams need point guards. They're definitely looking at Gabe Vincent. They want to see, you know, like what more can he do, even though he's been tremendous this playoff run. He's been kind of putting Miami on his back alongside when Jim, him and Jimmy Butler were – well, actually, when Jimmy Butler was actually, you know, like doing his thing now, I don't know where, it's like I said, Jimmy has gone, but him and Jimmy were actually like doing, they were doing, you know, they were doing their thing. Caleb Martin is actually still doing his thing. Um, I'm I'm proud of him for just, just it's crazy, this team that Eric Sposter, I mean, led to the finals. Uh, talking about four undrafted guys, man, and Duncan Robinson, Max Juice, Max Juice, uh, Caleb Martin, and uh, and uh, who was it? Max Juice. Yeah, I said it. Max Juice. Gabe Vincent. Kayla Martin. What was the other guy's name? I'm sorry, guys. I can't think right now. But yeah, you got you guys get the point. They're all undrafted players. Um, proud of what Ever Exposure has been able to do with these guys. Um, just overall, we just need Jimmy to show up in the playoffs. That's all we do. I mean, not just in the playoffs. I'm sorry. We just need him to be that player. We need him to be that player that he was in the beginning of this postseason. If he could get to being back to being that player he was in the beginning of the postseason, it's like I said, man, you never know. Might take out Denver. <laughs> right? That's what we wish. We might take out Denver early. Never know. Denver, on the other hand, um, Jokic has been tremendous. Jokic is Jokic. He's going to get his points regardless. Had 41 points last game. Um, as we all know, Jamal Murray actually had a phenomenal game against the Miami Heat. The game one. Eric Sposher, what he did was adjust, which I wanted him to do, which we all as Miami Heat fans wanted him to do, was adjust. He actually switched up the lineup for game two. Went with, instead of a small lineup, he put, which we all wanted, which, I mean, I know I won it. I was calling for Kevin Love. He put Kevin Love in the, in the starting lineup, and it worked phenomenal. Phenomenal. It worked wonders for us in game two. Um, Jimmy Butler, absolutely. Even though he's been struggling, he was Absolutely fantastic against Jamal Murray in game two, man. Like, he shut him down completely. Then Jamal Murray still had, like, 17 points, but was nowhere near performing the way he was in game one. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Jimmy Butler did a solid job on him. Uh, Ke- Kevin uh, Kevin Love did a solid job on Aaron Gordon, which was another big factor for the Denver Nuggets in game one. Uh, I was just overall impressed with Eric Sposter, the way he adjusted to the Denver lineup. I'm glad like he 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 choose he well he chose to put Kevin Love in the game. I mean in the starting lineup. Um absolutely thrilled about that cuz it worked just it, it worked fine, you know. You, you you it's like I said, man, and um in the first video, Denver's a big team. The big team. Jamal Murray, he's the point guard. He's 6-4. Michael Porter 6-10. Aaron Gordon's like 6-8. Like six eight six nine, Jokic is like seven feet. You have to when teams run those big lineups. You have to have big, big players on, pretty much on the you know like, on the court. 
you don't have big players on the court, man. What they're going to do is what the other team is going to do, what the other coach is going to do, he's going to exploit the mismatch, which was what Aaron Gordon was doing when Gabe Vincent was guarding him in game one. Gabe Vincent is 6-2. No way he's going to be able to stop Aaron Gordon, a 6-9 player. You guys seen what he did. They Mike Malone was exploiting the, that matchup the whole game. Um, I remember when I was watching the game, I'm like, well, are we ever going to – it's crazy because Kevin Love, he didn't even play the game one. I'm like, well, I'm hoping that Eric Sposer puts him in in game two because we clearly need him. You know, we need big bodies out there, you know. Well, we need players that's going to match up against these other players. You know, you know Kevin Love, 6'8", matches up great against Aaron Gorgeous, almost the same height. Why wouldn't you put him to play in game one? Who knows? We only lost by 11. If Kevin Love was playing, who knows? We might have been up 2-0 right now. You never know. You never know. Um, But Kevin Love had a no, nothing too crazy scoring-wise, but just the difference in – it's never – see, guys, it's never about just scoring in, the, in basketball because somebody else could drop those 40, 50 points, whatever. They drop 60, whatever, and the team will still find a way to, you know, to win. Kevin Love only has six points. He was two for nine, two for six from the three-point line, but he contributed on the of rebound side, had 10 rebounds, one assist, two steals. Contributed on the rebound and on the defensive side. Um, if so I know some of you guys watched the game. Whoever watched the game, you can clearly see that he contributed perfect. I mean, he fit in perfect. Was rebounding, playing defense. I know you guys seen that outlet pass that he passed to Bam out of bio, even though Bam was screaming for him not to throw the pass, and he still threw it, but it worked out. Clear path foul. Those are the differences you need as a team. You know, when you're in the playoffs, you need players like Kevin Love on the on the court. They're veterans. They've been here before. They won titles already. No, you, you need those players on the court. Just not only that, you know, they have, it's like I said, they have the experience. They have the, they match up, they match up well against the other player. And you've seen it work. Aaron Gordon was not really, I mean, I wouldn't say he was really a non-factor. I can't really remember his stats right now, but he he wasn't nowhere near performing the same way he performed in game one. Actually, I got his stats right here. 12 points, 5 for 7, 2 for 2 from the three-point line, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block. Not, 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 uh, not, not too much of a bad game. Actually, not a bad game at all. But you could see, you could say, oh, yeah, well, he had 12 points and he was four, uh, 5 for 7. Uh, he was 2 for 2, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block. But how effective, honestly, how effective was Aaron Gordon in game 2? He was nowhere near that much effective as he was in game one. For those of you know, for those of us who watch game one, you seen what he did to Miami in game one. Again, he killed us in the paint. You know, I mean, but that's what happens again. Like I said, when and I'm glad Eric Spoelstra adjusted. Like I said, that's what happens when you put a point guard on a power forward. Gabe Vincent is six two, man. Aaron Gordon is six eight. That six inch makes a difference. Come on. Let's be honest here. But, again, I'm glad Miami took game two. Uh, we still went over there a mile high. 
happy about that. Now we have to come back to the 305 and um, protect home court. Um, home court in the playoffs, obviously, everyone knows is important if you can protect home court. Oh, and one thing, Denver was undefeated in, at home until Miami beat them. They were 9-0. and Now they're 9-1, and thanks to Miami. So, it's like I said, uh, happy for Miami. Coming back to the 305, we have to protect home court. Just need Jimmy to be playoff Jimmy again, which I hope. There's been rumors around, speaking around the league, that his real father... Michael Jordan, <laughs> people crazy uh, with their conspiracies. Um, no, but all jokes aside, uh, his real father's having um, some complications or something with his uh, with his health or something like that. Um, hope every hope everything is all right with Jimmy and his family. Um, I hope his uh, father could push through. But there's been speculation around the league. There's been rumors that the reason why he might be playing a little uh, bad is because he's you know dealing with. That, that stuff off the court. Um, again, hopefully everything's all right with the Butler family over there. Um, and I hope Jimmy takes care, you know, of whatever he has to take care of. Um, just uh, just want to see more more uh, production from Jimmy. That's all I want to see. Just want to see him to, uh, get back to playoff Jimmy again. Um, hopefully we'll take, take game three uh, tomorrow in, uh, in Miami. And, um, yeah, man. So on now to the LeBron James and the Kyrie situation was boiling up over there in the Dallas Mavericks. There's reports that Kyrie Irving is trying to recruit LeBron James to the Dallas Mavericks. What a joke. Not going to happen for you, Kyrie. I'm sorry. LeBron is not leaving an organization like the Los Angeles Lakers to join the Dallas Mavericks. Not taking anything away from the Dallas Mavericks, but Kyrie is it's just not happening. Um, to me, LeBron will retire as a Laker. Not saying that he will re- like retire like when he's he's all said and done retire as a Laker. I mean, like he's gonna retire while he's playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, when it's all said and done, I believe I don't know he would probably retire as a Cleveland Cavalier just because that's his hometown. Don't know. But Kyrie's actually trying to recruit LeBron to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, he actually expressed the desire, supposedly, that even if LeBron doesn't come to the Dallas Mavericks, he's still going to resign with the Dallas Mavericks. So it's kind of like, hey, um, you have an opportunity over here if you want to play with me again. Um, you can come play, or I don't care. I'll resign with the Dallas Mavericks. It's not giving really LeBron a choice of him going to the Los Angeles Lakers, which I didn't think it was going to happen anyway because who doesn't want to play next to Luka Doncic, right? Uh, Always said it, been saying it. Don't know who's going to be the next LeBron James uh, when LeBron James retire. Like I said in my first video, LeBron James is the Michael Jordan of this generation. That's a fact. Don't know who will be the LeBron James of the next generation. A um, lot of players, once LeBron James retires, a lot of great players in the league. But who will have that impact on the game like LeBron James? Don't know. You have a Giannis. You have a Luka Doncic. Uh, you have a Nikola Jokic. You have a lot of great players in the NBA. 
But to me personally, don't think that there will be another player that will have since Michael Jordan. After Michael Jordan, the face of the NBA was pretty much uh well I mean I wouldn't want to say like Kobe or Kobe or I mean Kobe's Kobe. Kobe was once the fa- the face of the NBA as well. I mean, you're talking about the Black Mamba, man. Rest in peace. He's Kobe. A lot of people think that it goes uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant. No. No. To me, it goes Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. LeBron James could have all the stats in the world, and no disrespect to LeBron James. Love him as a player. Love what he did in Miami in his Miami years with the Heatles, the Wayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, all those guys. Can't take none away from this generation's GOAT. But in no way, shape, or form is he a better player than Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry. He might have the stats. He might have the most points of all time. He can have whatever stat he wants. Just doesn't have that, you know, that basketball mentality like Kobe Bryant, that killer mentality that Kobe Bryant had when Kobe Bryant was on that court, man. I'm sorry. Kobe Bryant was a player where... If his team needed him to go out there and win the ball game, he would win you the ball game. If you're taking, you know, they were, he's, Kobe Bryant is a player where his team pretty much gave him the ball for the last shot. Can I say that for LeBron? Eh, might be some games where he came through for his team. Do I think LeBron James is clutch? So for a debate. Up for debate. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he's up there as one of the most clutchest players of all time. Um, but I definitely know Kobe Bryant is man. Uh, but again, not to go off topic here. Uh, Kyrie, just I just don't see LeBron going to the Dallas Mavericks just for you, my friend. Um, he LeBron James made it clear. Pretty much, I I don't think he publicly, you know, came out and said it. But we all know LeBron wanted Kyrie to go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Might not come out publicly and say it like I said, but we all know he's the one pulling the strings in the background in the Los Angeles Lakers front office for the Lakers to get Kyrie Irving. Now, with Kyrie saying what he just said, that he wants LeBron to go to the Dallas Mavericks, it's looking very unlikely that the Los Angeles Lakers will try to pursue Kyrie Irving. There were also rumors circulating around the league. They might actually try to go and get Trey Young, which is I think is a phenomenal point guard. Has a nice shot, nice handles, can shoot the ball. I actually think that Trey Young will actually fit more with the Los Angeles Lakers than Kyrie Irving. Being though... Kyrie Irving has experience with LeBron James for what they did in the Cleveland Cavaliers. We all know they were the one of the best duos to ever play the game. But Kyrie's getting old, man. He's getting old. Um, not saying not saying that 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 his age is taken away from his game because Kyrie Irving is still a phenomenal basketball player. I just got to be honest. The guy handles, at his age, the guy, he handles the rock like if he just came into the league yesterday. Um, So nothing to take away from Kyrie Irving. But 
I would actually, I would have to actually go and pick Trey Young over Kyrie Irving. Not saying he's a better player than Kyrie Irving. Just, I'm just looking at long term. Can I keep Kyrie in long term? How long will Kyrie Kyrie be in the league? You know, for how much more longer he will be in the league? Trey Young is still young. He's still got a few more years left in him, and the guy's one of the top players in the NBA right now. One of the top point guards, one of the best point guards in the league right now. Always makes it to the All Star game. You know what I mean, what more can you ask for? He's a he can shoot the ball, like I said, he can handle the rock. You have to think when you go and sign these players, you have to think long term. You can't just go out there and I don't know. That's just me. If I was the owner of a, of a basketball team, let's say for example, Kyrie Irving was available. Um, and let's say somebody like Gabe Vincent is available. Again, not comparing Gabe Vincent to Kyrie Irving. I'm just saying you have to think long term. I would probably give – I would probably sign Gabe Vincent. You know why I would probably sign Gabe Vincent? Because he would take probably less money than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is going to want a lot more money than Gabe Vincent because he's a superstar. Let's be honest. But I would definitely take Gabe Vincent over Kyrie Irving. Again, not saying that he is better than Kyrie Irving, guys. I don't want whoever's listening to this podcast. I don't want anyone to say, oh, my God, this guy thinks that Kyrie Irving, um, that Gabe Vincent is better than Kyrie Irving. He, we all know Gabe Vincent is nowhere near the player that Kyrie Irving is. But what I'm saying is if I was an NBA owner, you got to look at the age difference, man. Um. Kyrie is, what, in his, like, 30s already. Um, don't know how much more long he will be playing uh, basketball for. So you have to look at all this kind of stuff. He's 31. 31 going into, what is it, like his, I believe, like, what, like his 12th year, 13th year in the in the league? Yeah. Um, the guy can still ball, man. A lot of things that kill Kyrie Irving, too which I would take uh, Gabe Vincent over Kyrie Irving is injuries. Uh, sometimes um, Kyrie gets, you know, it had those seasons where Kyrie gets hurt a lot. Um, now with this thing that they got in the NBA called low management, which I believe is pathetic. Um, we all know some players just take it just to rest. It, it kills me sometimes where I see these basketball games and I pull it up on the score app and I go put a bet in or something, player prop, and I see the player, one of the players that I'm going to take, for example, Kawhi Leonard. Let's, let's make an example here. Kawhi Leonard, for example. Go to take him one day. I go on the score app, look at the injuries. Kawhi Leonard's not playing. Why? Because of rest. It's low management. It's, it's, it's pathetic, you know? Um, if you, I believe if you're healthy and you want to help your team win, you should play every chance you get to play in the, in, in, in the NBA. I mean, you know, in the season. All this load, this new thing now with this. This is the new generation. This is the new NBA now. Because guys like Michael Jordan back in the day, they did not believe in load management. They wanted to go out there. Honestly, I couldn't tell you how many uh, seasons uh, Michael Jordan played uh, – all 82 games. Um, pretty sure he played a lot, though. 
more than probably half of these people. Look at this. Quick, excuse me, quick uh, look at Jordan's stats real quick here. His career. 1984-1985, when he was a rookie, Michael Jordan played 82 games. Average 28.2. I could count how many games here Michael Jordan played. How many 82 games he played in each season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And he was in the league for what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Out of fifteen seasons in the NBA, Michael Jordan played nine seasons, played eighty-two games in nine seasons. So nine seasons out of his fifteen season career. He played 82 games, which we all know that 82 games is a whole NBA season. Now they have this thing called low management where a lot of players, you know, they take pretty much the rest or whatever they they feel as though they need to do or if they feel that they're tired or whatever the case may be. Eh, yeah, you know what? Just going to sit down. Not even going to play. Not even going to bother to play. Actually, looking at Kawhi Leonard's stats right now, and he has never played 82 games in one season. Just, guys, I'm just making this as an example. Not, you know, just trying to pretty much, like, explain to you guys what this low management thing does for these players nowadays. Kawhi Leonard has never played 82 games in one season. The most games Kawhi Leonard ever played in one season was 74 games and that was uh, in the 2016-2017 season with the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, so, you, like, you see what I'm saying now? It's, it's crazy. Um, with Kyrie Irving, going back to the point, he has had injuries. Uh, not sure if he ever pretty much said, oh, yeah, let me take this. Let me take this low management or whatever <laughs> it is, right? So going back to Kyrie, looking at his games, he has never played 82 games in one season. The most games he has ever played was 75 games with the 2014-2015 Cleveland Cavaliers, where he averaged 21.7 uh, points. Uh, what else he... Average is 5.2 assists a game, 1.5 steal. Get what I'm saying? So going back to the point where I was saying that why I would take Gabe Vincent over Kyrie Irving is because the age different. Even though Kyrie's only five years older than Gabe Vincent, Gabe Vincent's still in his 20s, man. Kyrie has been far. He, he's like, like I said, he's about to go in. He's about to enter his... um. Like twelve or thirteen season in the NBA, he's thirty one. Um, he's had his injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, Gabe Vincent. I mean, after these NBA finals, his career might take off. We don't know because we we're not. Let's be honest, guys. We we're not here. We're not a. Uh, we're not a uh, whatever they whatever they would call that. I don't know what they would even call that. Like, we're not here to guess anyone, how long anyone would be in the league for or whatever. Um, I would love to see Gabe Vincent 
come back to the Miami Heat, honestly. Um, if that's what he wants to do. I wouldn't be mad if he goes somewhere else and gives more money. He's been balling in the playoffs. What what can you do? I mean, obviously, these guys always look um, on how they could benefit their careers, obviously their pockets. I mean, if you're having a fantastic postseason and you, the reason why your team is doing what they're doing in the postseason and you're one of the people that is contributing to why they're doing good, Obviously, if a team offers you a good, good, decent amount of money, you take it. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Now, if you just if you're a player that you just want to win um, championships and all that kind of stuff, obviously, I don't know. You could sign whoever offers you a contract, and you could take and I don't know. Uh, say, oh yeah, well, let me sign with this team. They offer me a lot of money, and they also have a great coach and a great team. You could do that, or you could just say, oh, well, you know what? This is the guys that I've been playing with, been building chemistry the last few years. Um, We have a phenomenal team here. We have great chemistry. Let me just stay with this team, build some more chemistry. Maybe, hopefully, we can win more championships in the future before I retire. I mean, that's something I would do. I'm not a fan of a player or... You know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of a player going to too many teams. I actually think when a player goes to too many teams, I don't know, it ruins their career. You know, um, my favorite player of all time is Dwayne Wade. Uh, played for Miami, Chicago Bulls, uh, Cleveland, came back to Miami. You know, not saying that that kind of ruined his career, but it's just like when you go to too many teams, man. Honestly, I, just, I never... He should have never went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We all know why. The reason why he signed there was because LeBron was with the Cleveland Cavaliers that year. Um, but yeah, after he left Miami for the first time for the Chicago Bulls, Dwayne Wade was still somewhat of a decent player, not great. We all know um, Dwayne Wade had his run in the NBA. After that, he started having like a uh, knee. I guess his like knees or something started uh, pretty much. Give out on him. We all know what kind of player D-Wade was in his prime. D-Wade was unguardable. There was no player in the NBA that could guard Dwayne Wade. I'm sorry. Prime Dwayne Wade was unguardable. Um, you seen what he did in the... He came in the league in 2003 from Marquette University. Took him three years to win a title. Miami had a phenomenal team that year. With a Shaq, Gary... Um, I believe Gary Payton was on that team. Uh, Antoine Walker, Udonis Haslam, um, they they just had a a, a great uh, a, a great team. Shaq, obviously, um, but that year Dwayne Wade was not going to be told no to <laughs> pretty much win the NBA Finals. Um, won the Finals MVP that year, uh, thanks to pretty much his performance against Dallas, which is still. In NBA history, like top three, one of the best performances ever in NBA Finals history. Shout out to D-Wade, my favorite player. I love you, Flash. Um, We can really use you. <laughs> we can really use you in these playoffs. Um, Yeah, it's just, just it's what I'm saying, man. It's what I'm saying. Um. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't, but I definitely uh, don't think LeBron James definitely is not going to the Dallas Mavericks. That's absurd. 
doesn't even make sense. Um, so Kyrie could just pretty much stop trying to recruit LeBron to the Dallas Mavericks. Like I said, it's not going to happen. Um, he has a better chance of going to the Los Angeles Lakers. But he made it clear already if LeBron doesn't go to the La- Dallas Mavericks, he's still resigning with the team. Um, don't think that's a bad choice for him. Um, Dallas being over there, having a a great team, again, with Luka Doncic and all those other guys over there. Don't know too much about the Dallas Mavericks and their roster, so I wouldn't be able to tell you about a few, oh, you know, what, what other players they have. But I know they have a decent team with uh, – with Luka Doncic and all those other guys over there. And if Kyrie stays with the Dallas Mavericks, they'll probably be contenders for the NBA playoffs next year. Don't want to say the NBA finals, but you never know. So, yeah, um, on to the next topic. My predictions for tomorrow's game. Um, Just really want to see pretty much Miami go back to what they did for game two. Um, pretty sure Eric Sposher is going to stick with Kevin Love at power forward, Bam at center, and then just start Gabe Vincent, uh, Jimmy, and I'm pretty, I think it was Max Struess. Just want to see Miami stick with that lineup. I think they did a phenomenal job, like I said in the beginning of the podcast. I think they did a phenomenal job with that uh, lineup in game two. Uh Jimmy Garden, Jamal Murray, and just pretty much getting a body on Aaron Gordon. If they could go ahead and do that on Aaron Gordon again, I think that'll be a great, great uh, thing for Miami Heat coming into tomorrow night's game. Um, they might actually be able to still uh, – not still. I mean, they're Miami. I forgot. They might actually be able to pretty much uh, beat Denver again if they play the way they played in game two. If Jimmy Butler shows up, no, you never know. Might could be a blowout. Might not be a blowout. Could win probably by more than five points. But we just need, excuse me, Jimmy to be Jimmy Butler. If he can find his mojo again, you never know what Miami is capable of. Seeing what Jimmy Butler dropping more than 30 even going up to as high as like 46 or what was it, 56, I'm sorry, against Milwaukee. Well, you, you see what Miami's capable of. You see what Jimmy Butler's capable of. If you could get that Jimmy Butler back, series might be over in no time. But if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's scary because we need him to play like the Jimmy Butler that we once knew. Um, With that being said, um. Depending on how Jimmy plays tomorrow, if he shows up and play the way he's supposed to play, I'll probably just take, uh, honestly, I'll probably take Miami to win the game. Not by much. Probably by a few points. Probably probably like four, three or four points. But if he doesn't show up, then we have a problem. Because what happens is if Jimmy Butler doesn't show up, and let's say for his high, uh, let's say hypothetically Bam has a bad game, and all the other players have a bad game, then you're left with an embarrassment in your own, uh, your own pretty much arena. So he has to play good. Um, I believe you have to when it comes down to the NBA playoffs. You have to be consistent. Um, if you're not consistent, then you're just not gonna win basketball games in the playoffs straight like that. 
uh, these last few games, like I said, Jimmy Butler has not been consistent. Want him to get back to being that consistent player. We all saw in the beginning of the playoffs. So if he could get back to being that consistent player he was once in the beginning of the playoffs, like I said, I have Miami by three or four points tomorrow. With that being said, guys, I'm going to close out uh, episode two here. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. We have tons of tons of more content coming. I appreciate, again, everyone that's listening to the podcast, everyone that's downloading the podcast. Wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. So I just want to uh, give you guys a big thank you. And, again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's been Hav. Peace.